0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pause Reviews podcast, the podcast where Tim and I watch all kinds of movies, sift through the muck and mire to bring you recommendations of something great that you can watch tonight. I am your host, Frank, joined as always by my trusty co-host, Tim.
1: Yes, we have been itching to do this one.
0: Dude, this one has been on my mind for for a long time.
1: Yeah. To put even more emphasis on how much last week's episode got us fired up, like we've been talking about this one for two weeks. Like, nonstop talking about this weeks. one. Weeks. For, like, weeks. Yeah. And it was hard, yet not a hard decision to bump this one week because of just how fired up we were about last week. But, like, there was no way we're not coming back and doing this like it, it, uh, it's there's a lot it's so good <laughs>
0: there's so much to unpack in this movie this one has so much meat on the bones and this I can honestly say so I watch every movie we talk about I, at least I try yeah. I can't say every yep. movie but 90% of the movies that we talk about uh, I watch twice just to yeah. make sure even the ones that we talk about in rewinds Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can say for sure, not even counting the times I've seen this movie before the podcast. <laughs> yep, I I can say I have watched this movie six times, maybe in the course of us like talking, maybe not and, six times in full, but yeah. like, but close.
1: I watched it again this morning and I was surprised at how much quicker this movie moves on a second viewing. I was like, oh, I'm just getting into it. And I was halfway done. I was like, it clips at such a pace, which is super surprising for this movie. This movie is nothing but surprises. I'm genuinely just surprised by this movie. (laughs)
0: it's, It's a paradox, right? because yeah. it and we're gonna t- we're gonna talk let's let's do yep. let's get into it what's yep. the movie we've told you last week we've been i, I posted it on instagram this week because mm-hmm. tim brilliantly discovered that it is still available to stream on hulu yep. and and it is Arrival, 2016's arrival starring amy adams jeremy renner forrest whitaker um I saw this movie when it came out. Maybe not in theaters. Maybe uh-huh. I did. I feel like maybe I did see this one in theaters. Well, and
1: apparently a lot of people saw it in theaters. Oh, bro. So.
0: Yo, this movie is... Hey, we'll get to that, too. But uh, I think I saw it in theaters, and I remember going in with zero expectations uh-huh. and walking out floored to the point yeah. that when it came available to purchase um i just had to know like was this just an anomaly was i was were my expectations for this movie so low that it could only wow me and so i bought it you know not really not on spec because i had seen it but like but i bought it to see and, and loved it even more the second time and and i watched this movie i would say once if not twice every year
1: and question how old was gabriel when this movie came out he was three. Okay. Interesting. Ooh. Ooh. I was just sort of thinking, like, Ooh. you know, it, I, I was like, I knew he was, I knew he was born at this point, but um, if there's just, there's an element to this movie, I think, that would sort of fit with last week's discussion of, like, a little bit of a change over time, right? Oh, that is interesting. Um, but, yeah, I you pitched this, and I was like... Okay, and we always, you know, we discuss it a little bit. We're like, yeah, it's on streaming. I remember liking it. And I was like, okay. But I jumped because it's fairly topical right now. This, yeah. this is a big thing. And somebody had, had, had put out in the social media world, like, how crazy – was 2020 into 2021 been that like the government is acknowledging the existence of UFOs and UFO programs and like releasing footage and that's not even in people's like top ten weird stuffometer that's happened? <laughs> like, Bro, it's it's not even registering uh, on a seismic graph of weird stuff because things have been so messed up. There is
0: one of my favorite comedians right now is a guy named Nate Bargazzi. Uh, if you haven't seen his stuff, check him out. He has a bunch of stuff on Netflix right now. So Nate Bargatze in his latest special did this bit, and and that's exactly what he said. He was just like, 2020 is my favorite year. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? And he says, we just found out aliens are real, and none of us cared. We were just right. like, what? Do they have COVID? And right. And I laughed hysterically because I didn't know that the government was, uh, issuing all these statements and stuff. And like, that was legit true. I thought it was just a bit. And yep. so I looked it up and I was like, Oh my God, this, it didn't even blip on my radar is, yeah. is how this year was. And so, um, so yeah, when I got to thinking about that and, and at the time we were kind of having these conversations, you know, we knew the Pentagon was on the verge of releasing, you know, declassified information and, you know, mm-hmm. this UFO report thing and, And all this kind of stuff, and and acknowledging the existence of unidentified, you know, whatever they call them, UFAs, I think.
1: Yeah, aircraft or something. To be clear, I mean they're 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 unidentified aerial phenomenon, whatever you want to call it. Like it could be anything. It doesn't necessarily mean aliens. We've gotten to the point where UFO is synonymous with alien, but that that. That's not necessarily true. <laughs> like it's totally it, aliens. It is, but uh, <laughs> you know, it, it is. It's it's absolutely nuts. And so, with that in mind, and then watching this movie, it's it's really kind of eerie because there's also some other social commentary that I that I hope we get to touch on. There's just things that happen in this movie that you're like, this 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 isn't really too far from the truth. Like I can totally see this happening. It's and
0: eerily topical.
1: It is really. Um, Ironically
0: enough, this movie in 2016 predicted its own future,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get into that too. Oh man! Um, yeah, this this um, this just fired on all cylinders. I'm so excited to talk about this movie.
0: So let's get ready to dive in. This is yep. this is our first time back in the saddle with a single hitter movie. Uh, you know, episode, and so I when I was pulling things together, I was like, "Oh man, I gotta look up some info." Like we give stats and stuff, and I almost forgot, guys. We were just gonna wing this one. We can't do that. Nope. Um. So before we dive into anything, though, guys, honestly, this is one. It's gonna be one hundred percent impossible for us Mm -hmm. to not discuss spoilers because so much of this movie, uh, essentially all all the key things that we're gonna talk about, especially the big big bits yep. um yeah I mean we totally got to spoil it we, so
1: we can't we can't do this episode without giving you the weapon so yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, ooh,
0: Tim ooh, Tim it <laughs> sends a chill down my spine <laughs> um so I like honestly I cannot stress this I know I know there are those of you out there you crazies who love spoilers or want to know things before you go and see them you are somehow convinced that's a better way to do things you know what no judgment besides all the judgment i'm pouring on you Uh, but you do you and we've always said you know if you want to listen to this first and then go see the movie it's up to you i i cannot stress enough don't do that here Mm-mm. If you nope. have not seen this movie, Tim and I, look, I guarantee, I can't guarantee a lot of things. The way I, the same I told Tim, I guarantee you'll like this movie. I guarantee you will like this movie. If you are into sci-fi, drama, family drama, uh, all this stuff, right? Like, if you've listened to enough of our episodes and said, man, these guys get it. Mm-hmm. Trust us when we tell you. You will love this movie. You've already got Hulu. Go check it out, and then come back and and let's discuss it together. But don't let us ruin this for you, because it will ruin the movie.
1: Genuinely, genuinely jaw-dropped in this movie. Like, uh, it just don't—please stop. Turn it off now and come back, because it's absolutely worth it. And on a second watch, it doesn't get any less—
0: that's just, one of my killer. That's one of my key points. This movie is surprisingly yeah. re, it has surprisingly yeah. high rewatchability.
1: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't six sense you at all. Like <laughs> uh, it's 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 uh, just don't please please don't.
0: All right, so go to Hulu right now if you haven't seen it, and go check it out. If it's been a while, go check it out and then yep. come back. You know, we don't have so many downloads per week that we need you to download this today. Right. Come back next week. Come back over the weekend and listen after you've watched it. You will yep. be much happier that you did. Um, yep. Okay, so we said watch it on Hulu. We're talking about Arrival. It's a sci-fi drama. Uh, it was released. When was it released? 2016. We said that. So September of 2016 is when it hit the festival circuits, and uh-huh. it and it hit a lot of festivals. I don't think it did wide release until November. Okay. Um, and so And there's a lot of, you know, like this movie – there was major snubs for this one. So Amy Adams got tapped for, I think, the BAFTA, the Golden Globes, the SAG, all that stuff, but did not get a nod for best actor. Huh. Um, and, uh, but the movie itself got the nod for best picture. And okay. It's one of the rare times where a movie has been nominated for best picture, but the leads, it got no acting uh, nominations at all. Wow. So that usually doesn't happen, right? Um, yeah. And a lot of people felt it was snubbed, and that's because this movie was really well-received when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it rated PG-13, Rotten Tomatoes is a 94% critic, a little <laughs> bit lower on the audience score at 82, but it's almost an 8, 7.9 on IMDb. Yeah. Um, and, you know, your runtime, two hours. So those are kind of the stats, but this movie was critically well-received, but also yeah. really well-received by audiences.
1: It's sort of surprising um, because in a lot of ways, I don't think this movie is, it's not. It's not a traditional alien invasion movie. And right. so uh, audience-wise, I'm surprised because I feel like you, if you're into independence day war of the worlds something like that and you think that this is going to be that it's not and that's all for the better
0: (laughs) yeah you know there's a lot of people i remember having conversations with my buddy paul when war of the planet of the apes came out right Mm -hmm. so the the remakes the trilogy um It was, I guess, the remakes of the remake. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So when the third film came out, he was just totally up in arms. He's like, dude, it's called War of the Planet of the Apes, and there was no war. But I was like, dude, it was actually like a solid character piece. Surprisingly so, right? Like we have come to accept this ape as, you know, a relatable character. That's some pretty brilliant writing, and he just wasn't hearing it. So if you're that guy, right, this is not the alien movie for you. But I, I think people went and and were just amazed. It was a proper sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. And I think so often we just generalize that into what we think it should be. And it's, oh, it's got to be an alien movie. And if it's an alien movie, it's a, it's an invasion movie or it's a this or it's yeah. a that. But this, this isn't that at all. It's science fiction. And it is yeah. heavy on the science and heavy on the drama Yep. And it really brings human element to the forefront. The fact that there's aliens involved is kind of secondary almost yeah. in, in terms of what like this movie is really trying to elicit in a viewer. And I think what happened was probably the first wave of people went and saw it and felt things they weren't expecting to feel. Yeah, And immediately were just like, Go and see this. Like, yep. You know, I if agree. you can cry in an alien movie like yeah. that is epic so true right that is so true yep 100% so who's behind this brilliant brilliant masterpiece of guys <laughs> it's going to be a gush fest tonight um so the movie was directed by Del- by dennis Villeneuve and he is the man behind prisoners sicario blade runner 2049 and the upcoming Dune remake, um, so he's got some heavy ones under the belt. Prisoners was yeah. solid. Sicario was huge. Yeah, and uh, and then I mean, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I re- I did just watch that one recently. Yeah, that one's a turd. Um, yeah, but I am super excited for Dune. The writing team behind it. So uh, the screenplay writer is Eric Heiserer. How do you even say that?
1: Heisserer. German. He- Heisserer. <laughs>
0: I don't. It's the double er that is yeah. difficult.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. And I'm sensitive to names, man. I get it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Eric, that's a tough one. Um. So he's uh he's done a bunch of remakes recent years, right? He did the remake of a Nightmare on Elm Street. He uh-huh. did Final Destination Five. The remake of The Thing. He did Lights Out. The movie kind of creeped me out. Uh, Bird Box. He did Bloodshot, the okay. uh, the Vin Diesel one, yeah. and then he is the um. He created the show Shadow and Bone, that Netflix series got that's it. out right now. I think he wrote a couple of the episodes, but he's credited as the developer there. Um okay. so he's pretty, you know, well rooted in sci fi, right? Mm-hmm. You got sci-fi mm-hmm. action, but also a lot of horror. Yeah. Which I think is interesting and there's certainly elements of that in terms of when you think tension building, just remember yeah. we'll we'll kind of come back to horror, tension, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's all based on a short story called Story of Your Life that was written by Ten Chiang. Um, and uh, this is a well-known piece. I have not read it, <laughs> as we've made abundantly clear. We don't read books. We don't read books. Um, but, uh, but yeah, super well-received, and, and this is what the story is based on. Yep. Budget. This movie was made for a slim and trim $47 million. For for a movie like this is yep. it's pretty awesome. And if you think about it, it makes sense, right? Yeah. When when you really break it down, there's not a ton going on. No. Um and that's kind of the brilliance too, right? When it's not a big alien shoot 'em up, mm-hmm. you only need to do so much. Yep. So forty seven million dollar budget and it grosses two hundred and three point four million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh we've told you guys double the budget you're a success yep. this is a smashing success. Yeah. All right. So what is this movie about? The IMDb synopsis is a linguist. Nope. Yep, that is the word. Yep. yep. That feels Linguiniest. Weird. That yeah. feels oh it's so weird coming off the tongue, right? The li- yep. the lingui the wi- the louis <laughs>
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, the Luigiist? Yes,
0: yeah, the Luigiist. <laughs> flautist. The flautist. <laughs> All right. A linguist works with the military to communicate with alien life forms after 12 mysterious spacecraft appear around the world. Mm-hmm. That, that sums it up fairly well.
1: Yeah, I don't,
0: nothing else to it. <laughs> so, brief rundown. Who do we follow? We follow Amy Adams, who plays Louise, right? Yes. Uh, Amy Adams is a linguist, a doctor, um, you know, and she's professor. professor, right? And, and the film opens up. And once again, guys, spoiler alert, because mm-hmm. it's about to start. Um, you know, the film opens up where we see her uh, with her daughter growing up. Daughter passes away. And yep. and it's all kind of in this prologue, right? She's yes. sort of narrating over top of it. Oh, I thought this was the beginning of your story, but it was the end. And we mm-hmm. see the the you know the girl die It's like a teenager, I would say. Mm-hmm. And then the film opens up, and, and yeah. we find Amy Adams teaching at a school, um, you know, te- teaching linguistics and whatever at a at a university. And she gets the nod when finds out that aliens have come to the Earth to try to decipher their language and see if they can establish communications. So yep. she's paired up with a, uh, a scientist, a physicist, I don't know exactly. They say what he is, I don't remember. Yeah. But Jeremy Renner plays the scientist, and they mm-hmm. together work with these aliens to try to decipher their language and, and figure things out. Um, yep. General premise. Yep. So as I mentioned, Arrival is based on the short story by Ten Chiang, called The Story of Us, um, mm-hmm. and this was also initially intended to be the title of the film, but it didn't test well with audiences, so it was changed to Arrival. Sure, that, Now I like that. Yeah, it's solid change. Yeah. Right? Um, so for those of you out there who are always curious about the age-old question, this I loved this when I read it, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm so glad this is true because I dug it. Yeah. Um, the age-old question of which is better, the movie or the film, you'll be more than happy to know that this film got the full stamp of approval uh, by the, from, the, uh, from the author himself. So, yeah. Ten Chang, in an interview, uh, was quoted saying, I think it's the rarest of the rare in that it is both a good movie and a good adaptation. When you consider the track record of adaptations of written science fiction, it's almost literally a miracle.
1: Yeah, I, w- we talked a lot about this last week in the adaptation of uh, Into the Heights, right? And how if you're going to turn it into a um, a movie based on the stage play, you needed to change up the story a little bit, right? Adapt yes. it so so for a movie audience. And for all the things they didn't do there or didn't succeed in this succeeds completely. This adds some elements that are necessary that build the tension appropriately, um, and and add that conflict that doesn't exist in the story without detracting from the story, right? So you can see then why this gets his his stamp of approval. When you when you kind of run through it and run through the differences, they're all changes that are for the better.
0: You know, you can see you can see everything at work to help this movie be successful. Yeah. You know, we, we have seen so many authors, and, and we kind of had the conversation last week, right? Is Lin-Manuel too married to his own writing mm-hmm. that he's mm-hmm. unwilling to make significant changes to appeal to the correct audience? And, right. and we've seen it be true of, um, of uh, Stephen King. Right, uh-huh. he notoriously writes horrific endings to his yeah, books, right? And right. so, and and his movies, like he will not let you change things, and if you change something, he will bash you to the ends of the earth, and he brings you know rabid fans with him, yeah. and so you know that does nothing to further uh the creative adaptation of 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 the written word and one art mm-hmm. form into the visual mm-hmm. medium of film for those of us who relate more to that and enjoy that yeah. more. And so, yep. you know, this movie takes licenses, right? The the story is very much a drama and the sci-fi takes an even bigger backseat based on what I've read about <laughs> what I've read about the, <laughs> the story I won't read. Um, I
1: should have
0: just read the story. I'd, I really probably could have. Um, but that one really focuses on the relationship between luis and her daughter hannah and Mm -hmm. and sort of all that drama part of it you know the the military tension the the rising conflicts between nations and these aliens and 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 the uh the scene where the military takes matters into their own hands that we'll talk Mm -hmm. about a little bit more later none of that happens in the book it's all added into the movie but it makes perfect sense you are speaking to a cinematic audience and therefore you need to have cinematic conflict Yes, and these are yes. the types of things. Now, I I would argue that it it comes back to bite them a little bit, and we'll kind of talk about that in the shortcomings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you know, here is an author who saw his his book adapted well, generally yeah. speaking, and then uh, and 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 accepted some of that other stuff. You know, and, and understood that when you're gonna make a movie. There's certain things you need to add, change, and adapt for that audience. And, yeah. and so Let This Stand is like, this is the success story,
1: right? And they and they don't, you know, we said it's an hour and 56 minutes. This And I said before, the movie runs at a good clip. So right. it, they, they didn't bloat this story at all. It's still very much streamlined and still gets you to where you need to go successfully.
0: So the movie overall, right? If you can't mm-hmm. tell already, Tim, you had never seen it before your general thoughts on this movie before we break it down into what I believe are the three major elements that make this movie up.
1: Yeah. Um, I was utterly surprised. <laughs> um, mm. It is, it, 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 by that description, a linguist with the military, you know, communicates with alien life forms it could be really boring. <laughs> like, let's watch a couple of scientists do some research. Like, that's not a riveting, you know. And I could see how maybe they cut this into trailers to make it maybe more of your shoot 'em up movie. Um, but none of the tension comes from that. But it is absolutely riveting, right? And we said to be, you know, come out in 2016, it is so relevant not to just the, the the ufo drops but um you know some of the social commentary in our world in our country um it's just it, and the way they build the story to the climax to the, the the reveal to the twist just is so well done um it that it just absolutely floored me and it's just and, it, and it's it's just as much fun on a second watch so i was more than pleasantly surprised. I'm 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 so so shocked at how much I enjoyed this movie, um, and just how right all of the choices felt. It just felt perfect.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. One of my favorite headlines that I stumbled upon when I was doing some background research and stuff for this episode is one of the original. Article. I try really hard not to read reviews, uh-huh. but I was I was just flipping through some stuff, and there was a there was an article. It might have been Rolling Stone. I don't know, but the or Vulture, but the title was, um, "Arrival is the best movie you'll ever see about a long conversation," <laughs> and and I was like, "That's exactly right." nothing about this movie on paper feels like it should work or be at all interesting. Right. It should be like watching C-SPAN and yet somehow two hours blows by and you could, you could do a, you could do another two.
1: I mean, you could just go and watch a bunch of, you know, uh, Coco, the gorilla videos. that's essentially the same as this teaching a gorilla sign language is almost the same thing as what happens in this movie. Right. Like, It's uh, to borrow a phrase from the movie. The colonel says at one point to uh, to Louise is, why are we starting here? Why are we starting teaching these aliens grade school words like walk and eat? And she's like, we don't even know what they know. Like
0: there's a really great moment. You're spot on. There's a moment right where she writes on the board where he's he's questioning her method. About yeah. about doing uh, writing versus speech or whatever, and she's like, "Okay, you want to ask them, what are you doing here on Earth?" Yep. Okay, so first we need to establish if they know what a question is, and yep. then if once we figure that out, we need to you know discuss pronouns and say that we're not talking about your as in why is alien A here, but yeah, aliens yeah. in general here, and then she says,
1: we go she says Joe Alien. Joe is Alien hilarious. is the best.
0: Oh God, I should have named Gabriel that. And so you know, so there's a lot of really great moments where, um, you know, there's there's just really great lines and payoffs and and it's a real testament so getting into what makes this movie solid Uh obviously the screenwriting this team went through every available avenue to ensure that what they were putting on screen was as sound as humanly possible right Uh obviously we're making an alien flick yeah. But we're making much more than that. And there are moments in this movie like that, right? You uh-huh. know, those sort of snapback moments and where she has to defend, you know, not only her reasonings, but her her occupation. The, yes. You know, and, and justify her own validity and stuff. And and the way that she goes about doing that is supposedly sound. There is yeah. uh, They worked with mathematicians, scientists, linguists. Um, I'm blanking on the name now, but there's like a major mathematics- like collective. They, they created the, the like Mathematica and, and that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, okay. Wolf, I want to say Wolfgang, I don't think that's exactly true, but anyways, they worked directly with the founders of that collective to ensure that everything in the movie held up. And,
1: That's awesome. and that yeah.
0: brings validity to it right yes um so the screenwriting is it's a beautiful drama right mm-hmm. this movie at its core poses viewers with the most epic question we could all want it's if you knew what would happen in the end mm-hmm. right would you still do it yeah. if you knew that in the end X Y or Z would lead to great joys but also like the worst heartache of your life. Yep. Would that change whether or not you made that choice, whether or yep. not you walked that path, whether or not you did this thing? Like that is the foundation of this movie and that is that is innately a massive pull, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is like, you know, any those types of questions ever. That's why games like, you know, never have I ever, or would you rather and all that kind of stuff are fun because yeah. it makes you think so uh, out the gate you're you're asking yourself these massive questions and then watching a really amazing way to to, to tell it visually this movie is gorgeous yeah right um yep. the director spoke about like he wanted this movie to feel oh my god and when i read this tim i was like
1: nailed it
0: he wanted it to feel like a crappy day. Like a Tuesday, it's raining, and you're riding in the bus to go to like middle school.
1: You that's know? totally what this movie feels like. Yes.
0: He was like, you don't want to be there. It's a crappy day. You're going to school. You're sitting on this sweaty bus, you know? And he's like, and that's what I wanted the movie to feel. And that's it's what it looks like. Yep. Aliens are awesome. They're unlike anything you've ever seen before.
1: Yes. Yes, I, and, and thank you for mentioning that because, and we'll pivot here in a minute to, to how, it, how it stacks up as an alien movie. But to talk to that point, I love the aesthetic that they've given to the extraterrestrials in this movie. Right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we go one of two ways. You know, we go go back to uh, a, a big pull, a deep deep cut when we did Cowboys and Aliens. Right? You have the old west, and you have these shiny. Super mechanical, super high tech aliens, right? Right. Independ- Independence Day, sort of a rustic style alien, like it's it's not super, gl- you know, glitzy and shiny. It's it's, but this is you know, this is a floating half of a rock for all intents and purposes, right? Like oh, the you ship, you mean? Yeah. You yes. You look at this and you are like, this isn't a spaceship. This isn't like I can see UFO. Uh, you know, like classic saucer shape, right? You can, you could see that. But it's it looks like an organic material, right? They say we don't know what this is made of. But it looks like rock. It looks like it's carved. But it's got doors that open out of nowhere. And once they're inside, there's not much going on. It's it's you know, it's a cave for for lack of a better comparison. Right. And then the aliens themselves are organic could-be sea creature things, right? They're not wearing yeah. crazy spacesuits, they're not They're not pulling out all sorts of gadgets. They communicate with their bodies. It's just a very simple alien and alien tech design that doesn't distract from the movie or that feeling that you're talking about, right? It fits perfectly with that mood and that color palette and just that dreary feeling. It's not over shiny. It's not over tech. It doesn't complicate anything. It's just... It's perfect, so you don't ask questions, right?
0: So the aliens, spot on, spot on, Tim. The aliens look like a mix between an octopus and Thing from the Adams Family, right? Yeah, they're basically like hands that have like yes. octopus hands on the ends of each. Other. But yep. there's oh, there's a great scene where she's dreaming about the aliens, and it's in the room. Mm-hmm. The noise yeah. it makes, yep. it is it is creepy. Yeah, but yet uh, we'll get to that because we're gonna talk yep. about the aliens in a second. But I also want to address the ship do you want to hear something cool that i stumbled yeah on? yes the design for the ship it was inspired the director was inspired they showed an image of a of a of an asteroid right it was okay. coming close to earth or something like that um i wish i had written down the name of the asteroid but essentially there was this asteroid it was in the news and he looked at it and it had this egg shape right yeah. and he remembers being like oh that's weird and and thought to himself how how crazy it is that like this egg shaped weird shaped thing could elicit so much fear and worry and and whatever and and, and could potentially destroy the world right like yeah. if it hit us yeah. it would kill us and it's this weird shaped thing so he wanted the ship to look that same way and doesn't that work right it does this thing comes and it's just sitting there it's terrifying because a it, it showed up, right? It's yep. not normal. B, yep. it's not even normal for what we would expect an alien to look like.
1: Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This
0: movie gosh, I, I really want to hold off on this, but the last thing too is it also posed challenges, right? Yeah, suddenly, yeah. you have this this uh, obelisk, right? You have this monolith of a of a design mm-hmm. and And so now the question is, okay well, how do our characters get into this ship and interact with aliens vertically, right? Like, are they going to be looking up, whatever? And so then they develop this beautiful mechanic of the aliens can bend gravity within Mm -hmm. the ship to suddenly turn a vertical object, horizontal, inside. Mm -hmm. And that visually causes you to feel out of sorts and and you feel tension from that and it feels uncomfortable but yet also welcoming because they are adjusting and it's it's just it's these details these small little parts of the movie that you you can see the love that went into the production because no stone was left unturned they thought about almost everything.
1: Yeah, but bef- before we kind of move into the alien movie part, I think the other the other detail that I really like and really helps to further build that tension and again still makes this movie relevant is this doesn't this doesn't rely on your and I guess this sort of transitions into an alien movie topic, but it's it's not relying on the battle scenes it's not a you know the end of independence day it's not a you know star star troopers or star wars or you know like there's no battle in this
0: what is star troopers
1: i don't know i made that up oh no do you mean
0: starship (laughs) troopers yeah that's it yeah (laughs) i gotcha casper oh casper van d yeah
1: like you know there's uh um but there is the element that like the countries are working together Mm. to a to a point right we're in this together let's figure this out and then as people are interpreting things differently and and deciding to go their own way we we break apart right they talk about it at one point they're like oh maybe the aliens are trying to separate us and suddenly as everyone gets wary of each other we cut ourselves off and we're now no longer working in tandem and it, it i just couldn't help but feel that tension of like that race right that that race for information we have to do this before someone loses their patience right and i just couldn't help thinking about the fact that like is the military the best to handle this right like this movie got me thinking right And, and we always say when it when it leaves you thinking about things uh, of your greater world around you then it's a good movie right it leaves me with thoughts and i could not stop thinking about all of that about like it's you know these debates that we're having right now are the are are police officers the best and trained to handle mental health crises it should the military be responding to a peaceful alien right like they don't have it much like you were saying louise has to explain herself she has to validate herself explain why we have to do things this way when the military is like just ask the question right and some of these soldiers get impatient and they want to blow the ship up because they think that's that's what they've been trained to do blow up things that invade our country and things that we don't understand and
0: oddly even further topical we see them listening to like what's essentially fox news or like rush limbaugh like there's a show that they're listening to and it gets them all riled up and then yep. they get, you know, they go straight terrorist on on their yep. own country, basically. But it's
1: it it's it just it again, just those little details, and they're so good, and it's still so, so relevant it and believable, just fit, and absolutely believable. You these men are trained to fight and defend this country. They're not trained for this type of work, and you're fighting that that this movie fights that you have these very well educated people who are like no there's no threat here let us work this out and the military's like you got five minutes before we you know we go in it just works all these elements work so well to make it a very good movie and to build all of this tension and all of this emotion without Major, major action yeah, in an alien
0: movie. You're spot on. This movie gives you that built-in ticking clock, and mm-hmm. it's not in your face. It's the same reason why, like standoff movies and negotiation movies, are interesting, right? Because yeah. it's you, you're, it's a race against time. But here, you don't know how much time you have because you know nothing, right? Yeah. As the viewer, you don't know why they're here. How yep. long will they stay here? How long will they stay peaceful? How long before another, like you said, another, there's a great line in the movie, right? We are a a planet with no single leader. And so we are all, it's a loose cooperation until someone decides this no longer benefits them and they're going to go do something else, which is what plays out. And then, but yeah, so it gives us this, this ticking clock, which automatically makes things uncomfortable Because you're you are like, we gotta hurry, gotta hurry, gotta hurry, but you don't even understand why. Right? There's no set thing that's going to happen. It's not like a bomb where it's like, oh, you've got five minutes. Who knows how long this is? And
1: I feel like they've been at it for a month or two.
0: Yeah. I that was one of the things I watched for specifically in subsequent watches. It's not really clear as to the length of time. So yeah. uh, so there is a part, there's like a montage scene where Jeremy mm-hmm. Renner narrates what's been happening. It's yep. his observations of what Luis has been doing. and yep. And he mentions that it has taken them a month to learn what they know. And yeah. the next step is XYZ, and she estimates another month. Yep. We don't know how far into that they get post- Montage, so it's uh-huh. been at least a month, if not a little more. Yeah, and then there are certain scenes of the movie that play out eighteen months after they leave. Right, um, and so you know, but anyways, so yeah, so it's about one and a half months, let's say i would I would say from sort of start to finish, right. In terms yes. of the interactions with the aliens, mm-hmm. it's a much mm-hmm. longer span of time <laughs> right. than that. Um, yeah, no. So this film does a brilliant job at building out this tension that suddenly makes a conversation riveting, right? Yeah. And so uh, let's move on to the alien portion of this. Yeah, movie.
1: yeah. We, we've sort of danced around that. So as an alien movie, what? How do you? What do you think it succeeds as an alien movie?
0: Oh, I think not only does it succeed, but it elevates. Yeah. This movie This movie just did it for me, man. From start, nothing is as you expected. We talked, mm-hmm. I talked about the ship, right? How the ship gets its design and how that is also awesome because you're just yep. like, how much more terrified would you be? You're like, all right, when aliens show up, they're gonna be in like a saucer or this. And then it's just like this stone looking thing. Yep. You're like, what is this? like in my wildest dreams. I couldn't have imagined this. And suddenly it's my reality. That and, is insane.
1: And we and we genuinely don't know the audience or the characters in this movie have any idea of what these creatures are capable of, right? We there's no and, there's no weapons mounted on this thing. There's no sign of weapons like is there gas? Is there radiation? We don't know. There's no beam
0: of light. You literally go up in like a, in a scissor lift up into a hole that opens up like a door, just any, any door.
1: And it only opens, what every 12 hours or something like that. 18 hours, something like that. Yeah. But it's
0: so the other thing too, there's a great moment you've been watching the movie, watching the movie, watching the movie. And it's interspliced with like, You know, clips from news programs and stuff Mm -hmm. that kind of also give you a little exposition of what's happening in the world and how the world is perceiving this. Right. Because we're really focused in through the lens of Louise and Ian, who is Jeremy Renner's character. And uh, anyways, but there's a great moment where they're like, you just start to see riots, news articles like riots in the streets, guns going off, whatever. And it's all because the first images of the aliens was leaked. Mm-hmm. And and again, we've seen them, right? Yep. And, and we're like, oh my God. But then the movie drives that home by saying, okay, uh, picture in your mind what you think uh, a UFO would look like. And then picture in your mind if that thing opened up and an alien walked out. I'm sure you already have, because of movies and stuff, you already yep. have a predisposition to, to what you would expect. I mean, and suddenly it's
1: this? These yeah. towering... Hand things like I, I absolutely because I in in pop culture and in UFO conspiracy realms and whatever you want to talk about, there's a general consensus that if you look at what you are picturing as an alien right now, and I guarantee that you are picturing a small, whitish, green,
0: grayish
1: dude, big, with no nose, big, big eyes. eyes, exactly. Yep, this. There is a correlation between that idea of an alien and the first descriptions of them in pop culture, like in the 50s. Before that, no one ever dreamt or thought of that. And once that idea was introduced, now this is what people are seeing in their sleep paralysis and things right. like that, right? This this idea has entered the pop culture and it has now invaded the psyche. That is an alien to you. But science is... Generally, you know, like aliens are not going to be what we expect them to be, right? That's why these aliens work so good. There's also crazy theories that octopus and like are maybe not of this world originally. Like I've heard this theory posited out there. I've like, Never
0: heard that in my life.
1: Because they're just they're so odd and they're so smart and they're just difference that i like there's this idea that like could they have come from somewhere else are they not of this earth so that was really cool to me to see this design and i'm like yeah they have a different atmosphere they have a like they didn't develop here so we're very freaking conceited to think that they're gonna look anything like us
0: right that they would be humanoid at all
1: yes yeah for sure
0: no and and i think so for those reasons the movie is brilliant at, yeah. Again, taking something so boring and making it so riveting and tension building. We're going to say that a lot, but yeah. that is it's- through the design. Nothing is as you expect. Yep. And that is also mirrored in the narrative, right? the yeah. What you are watching, right? We've seen her daughter die. We'll get into this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We've seen her daughter die. And now we are watching what we believe to be her life after that. Yes. Right, what has she gone on to do? Now she's dealing with these aliens. And what we're about to find out is not even what we're watching is what we expect. Mm-hmm. And and so at every moment, at every turn, you are just constantly uh just bombarded with the unexpected, so you cannot sit in peace. And this is even more driven home <laughs> Right, I
1: love that. It's like we come in peace. You cannot sit in peace. No, right? you can't. Like boom,
0: boom, and so, and that's even more driven home by the score. Right, yeah. Johan Johansson, which is the greatest name ever. Uh, he does the music for this movie. Uh, he previously he hasn't done a lot of stuff that a lot of people would necessarily know. I certainly didn't. But he worked on Sicario and Prisoners, so he's worked with the director in the past. Um, and his score for the aliens in particular, uh-huh. right? It reminds uh-huh. me so much and I'm sure it borrowed a lot from The Dark Knight and the mm. score for the Joker, right? That like scratchy string yeah. instrument. So here every time the aliens are there, we're talking about dealing with them, there's just this this under this uneasy screechy music, right? Their yep. their vocals are are weird and Ugh. Right and, and and haunting. And so all of that plays in well. What elevates this though, above all of that, is despite all of this tension building, it never takes the cheap shot. And uh-huh. like we talked about with This is 40, it never takes that step to become an adultery movie. Yeah. This movie, no matter what happens, no matter what they do to the aliens, no matter what Their purpose is genuinely not to harm. And their whole goal is to share their language so that we could learn it and 3,000 years from now, because they can see the future, we'll talk a bit more about that in a second, Mm -hmm. we can help them when they need it. We we find this out. And so what we see here are 24 aliens, right? We assume two per ship. Yep. Who have come... And, and are willing to die to just try to establish this relationship, and it never devolves into that basic thing we're so used to seeing in alien movies where eventually it all just opens up and they've come to conquer.
1: If anything, in this movie, you end up wishing you were more of the aliens than you were of the humans. Like, you know, and the other, you're like, Oh, we don't have the tech to fight this, or, you know, "we, we don't have the numbers or we don't have the, 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 whatever. In this one, the aliens have the much more daunting task. They have to convey this to us before we overreact. Because they right. aren't ever going to do anything to harm us. even when,
0: And even, even when, when we so- do overreact, yes. they don't stop trying. It's like, they we're ju- going yeah. to keep trying until yep. I can't. One of the yep. aliens dies, and the other one still brings up Luis yep. to just... He's like, I'm still here. I need yep. you to get this.
1: Yep, they pull back just a little bit, right? They go a mile up instead of just hovering off the ground. And I think right. the colonel says, like, why does this feel even worse? And you're like... You know The military's like, we're waiting for retaliation. They're going to retaliate. And they don't. They have this daunting task of trying to get us to understand what we need. And we're the ones who are the aggressors in this movie, And right? even
0: if they could speak, if they told you, we're not going to hurt you, why would I believe them?
1: Never. And we're so not conditioned it's, that way. <laughs>
0: exactly. And all of that plays out while you're watching it. All of that plays out in you as you watch yeah. it. Um, it's, I mean, it's such a great alien movie, dude.
1: So I think the other thing that you were, you, you know, you started to, to mention is that the surprising thing, the, the, the thing that you don't realize is going on in this movie and it's part of the huge reveal. And it's also probably the biggest downfall of this movie. And it, it downfalls, mm. maybe is a, a heavy word. Um, but this is a time hopping movie.
0: Yes. Yes, and that's phase two.
1: you don't know that until what the last 10 minutes
0: yeah even? 10 15 minutes tops.
1: So at uh,
0: least you don't know that for sure
1: for sure right. So as Frank said, you know we, we're seeing this movie play out. Um, it, it opens with Louise's um, narration of her daughter you know a little grow-up montage her daughter has gotten sick, her daughter has passed away. And she's a very melancholy person throughout most of this movie. And so you think that this is post her daughter's death. I certainly carry that thread through most of this movie. She's getting flashbacks to when her daughter was little throughout some of the more stressful times in this movie. Yep. Um, All to find out at the end when she learns the alien language, when she receives their gift, their quote-unquote weapon, which is their language, which alters the way you view time. These flashbacks are the future. These are flash forwards. She she doesn't know who this kid is. Yes. And this is what you're saying. Would you do all this if you knew the future? So suddenly this, their language has opened up her mind to this nonlinear time. Like all of this is happening at once. Yes, And you're just floored. Her line is when she's talking to the surviving alien and she's apologizing for the soldiers attack on them. And she's like, I don't understand who's this little girl. And I went, what? Right. Like what? And like you said, there's sort of some moments where you're like, okay. That seems more
0: connected than I think it should be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But that moment hits like a ton of bricks and you're like, what have I just watched? It just floors you and makes you rethink the entire movie on the spot.
0: In an instant, right? And not instant. only the whole movie, right? But it also that's the first moment where it really plops the next thing we're going to talk about into your lap, which is, oh, oh my God, right? Like, yeah. this hasn't happened yet. Yep. What is she going to do? Yeah. And, and and it's it, that really triggers the question, especially when you look back to that intro. Like I thought this yeah. was the beginning of your story, and it isn't. It's the end, of, and you're just kind of like, what? What is happening? And,
1: and and it also puts a bow on the alien movie, right? To jump back for a mm. hot second. Yeah, they keep saying technology, weapon. We're, again, you're thinking they're going to give us some magic box or a cube or herb or animal. And it's not; it's their language that is the technology, the method, whatever they, whatever word or that tool. They have for it, or that
0: was tool. one thing she points out. She's like,
1: they,
0: they may not be able to differentiate the yes. word from uh, for weapon from tool.
1: Yes. Yes. And oh, so it's so that, good. It just, it just, it <laughs> I literally cannot. I, I just cannot put into words just how shocking that. It just throws so much of this movie on its head in a good way. But as I mentioned, there is the one part of this movie that makes me question it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I can't wrap my head around this is as Louise, we, we come to see as she's learning their language, right as she's getting a grasp of this tool, this method, that the, the flashbacks are increasing, right? Or they're more right. they're more frequent. Um, they're they're more descriptive. she learns more information she has this flash forward where she meets the Chinese general and he's sort of the the, general shang yeah yeah he's sort of the antagonist um non-antagonist alien antagonist that we're kind of working against he takes the china off the grid they're preparing a military um uh Strike? Response. Yeah, yeah they, they've interpreted the aliens as having a weapon. That's why I've said the weapon a couple of times. They they think there is an imminent threat and they're gonna strike first. And surprise, surprise, Russia and some Middle East countries have joined them in this. And so we're, you know, kind of racing against that. And Louise has this flash forward where she meets him at a party 18 months after. It's a party celebrating the unification of the world, the unification of our scientific efforts, and things like that. And he says to her, "You know that you've done one thing that um, even my superiors could never do, and that was convince me to, to change, change my mind. mind." Yes. And she's like, I, "I don't know what you're talking about." And he says, "Well, you called me on my private number." And she's like, "I don't, I don't have your private number." And he shows her this fancy gold cell phone, and he's like, "Something, something made me know that this." was important for you to see. And she's like, but I don't understand. He's like, well, you called me and you told me my wife's dying words. And this is what convinces him to abandon the military strike and cooperate with everybody again. Right, right. But she has no knowledge of this exchange. Yes. But this exchange is critical for resolving what is happening in the course of this movie.
0: I'm so glad you bring this up because I had a huge problem with this. from, And I think I remember telling you Watch yeah. this movie and in the end what I really want to talk about is this part because I wanna yep. see if you have if you garnered any type of understanding that I that has eluded me for five years. Yeah. And that is that this scene is poorly done. And that and that yeah. is just the end of it, right? Yep. It is it it is a quick wrap up in what is otherwise a masterpiece of a movie. And yep. and what's the real shame of it is that you could have done the cheap wrap up and yeah. still kept it in line with what you've been showing us. So the problem yeah. here is, is several fold, right? She, she needs to call the general to get him to change his mind. So she has this flash forward at the, like you said, at the party where he essentially gives her all the information, not knowing why he's doing it. And yep. in the future, she has no recollection of ever having done that. So suddenly, and then as he's giving her this information, it's like this open communication line and mm-hmm. it filters back into the present slash past, right? Yep. Gets to her and, and then she goes and does it. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. And we honestly, yeah. we could do a whole nother episode on this. Yep. But the story, right, that this is based on focuses, that's not a part of the story. And the main focus of the story, my understanding, is it focuses mainly on Luis and Hannah and their relationship and and how all this has solidified that. And that the idea is, is that when you think non-linearly, and if you could see your potential future, your decisions, your free will decisions in the present, Simply lock that into place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it and it formulates that, and it's a concrete thing now that's going to happen. The so, th- if that were the case in the party, she would have to know that this happened. Yeah. Otherwise, what you've changed it to instead of her being able to to see her future self and, and see it right? What would have made sense is if they are meeting. Uh-huh. And she says, oh, it's great to meet you. And he's like, I can't believe that 18 months ago you managed to change my mind. And she's like, well, you changed your mind. It, it would be maybe like some empowering words like, no, sir, you did this. It was great." And she's like, no, you're the one who said the dying words of my wife. When I heard these words, it changed my Oh, well, I'm glad we could just get to this point. And yeah. she remembers this conversation. Now she knows in the past, in the present, what she yeah. needs to say, and she goes and she says it. In terms of yeah. getting the number, maybe it's as easy as, you know, when she grabs that sat phone, it's it's easy to believe that this head uh-huh. of state, right, yep. who's been kind of running the show, has been in communication with these other leaders and perhaps has a direct line of communication to them that she can access yep. by stealing the yep. phone. Yep. Because what you've done now, instead of her being able to see the future and then make the choice now, suddenly she can transport her she can essentially effectively time travel her consciousness yeah. into an empty vessel of the future yeah which she now inhabits cluelessly yeah. and somehow this doesn't trigger him to think it's anything we- anyways it's really problematic and i think yeah. it could have been an easy fix with just with just those minor little tweaks
1: yeah it, it just had to be set up differently because i feel like you said it, it now implies that like she had to go through all this once and then double back. But the fact that they're even at the party in the first place means it had to have been successful. Like I, it just, again, we've said this multiple times with other shows, you start picking at these things and it really starts to fall apart, but that's just how kind of massively this part fails. And there are other parts where maybe you see this bleed through a little bit. There's an exchange with her daughter, um, where her daughter asks a question while um, she's working on homework and she's like hey mom what's the phrase for this and louise is like i don't know call your father and then there's a skip back to the present where uh jeremy renner says the phrase as we find out this is who louise marries and has her kid with right and then goes to a flash forward again she's like oh zero Zero thumb. Zero sum. Zero (laughs) thumbs. No (laughs) thumbs. Well, they're aliens. They don't have opposable thumbs. Right. Um, But at the time, I just was like, oh, it's like any situation where you're like, you know, you're caught off guard, you can't think of something, and then a split second later, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that helps sort of explain another example of that where, uh, but that's not as Significant as this as this general um, scene, and it just
0: well. If anything, I would argue, I I could see the argument that maybe that sets up a concept of this sort of open channel. Yeah, but at the same time, she remembers it in the future vision after she hears it in the present in the past, and so therefore, her knowledge of it in the future is fully dependent on her enacting it in the present, and therefore it it almost serves to negate the conversation with the general because there's yeah. no way she could exist in that future place yeah. without knowing that she made this phone call. Yeah. She's at a party celebrating the book she's written and, and right. the progress that the, that the world has made. Yeah. All of that hinges on her making a phone call. How yep. could she exist in that future and not know that that happened? It's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible based in the framework of what they have given us.
1: And, and if you take all this further too, you start to think about like the aliens and, you know, one of the aliens dies, um, you know, they affectionately, affectionately gave them names, Abbott and Costello, which I thought was hilarious. I loved that. Apparently
0: people in Italy don't know Abbott and Costello. So in the Italian version, (laughs) it's Tom and Jerry.
1: Yeah, great. Awesome. I think that's hilarious. (laughs) Um, you know, one of them dies and they had to know full well that one of them was going to die. Did, right. Because right? that is. Right? And again, that plays into this idea of our final point here is a family drama. Right. Wait. This before, idea. Can I
0: stop you yeah. before we yeah. get there? Totally. And yep. dude, you're killing transitions these past couple <laughs> weeks. I don't know what books you read while we weren't making shows, but you're crushing it. But. Uh, before we get to that, I do want to touch yeah. on something that Joe brought to my attention. So oh,
1: right. yes.
0: huge friend of the, sh- of the show, uh, yep. you know, filler in uh, yep. and special guest when needed um, yep. whenever we can convince him to do it. Uh, so Joe calls me up and he goes, oh, my God. I just heard in your latest episode you're doing Arrival. It's one of my favorite movies, and you know I hate he movies. You
1: wanted him to join us for this one, and he wouldn't uh, do it. He, he wouldn't
0: do it. No, nah, he was like, no, no, no. I'm all set, but I wanna, I wanna turn you on to this. And and what's funny is in a lot of the research I was doing about the show and about we talked about how the yeah. creators of the film really did their homework. They really yep. wanted to make sure that that the science behind it is sound. Um, and and part of that is this idea. I want to say it's called. Linguistic relativity. Okay. Um, there is a guy. So there's a TED talk that Joe sent me, and also an NPR, like a Money Talks episode, mm-hmm. where they interview this. This uh, he's a economic, economic linguist. I don't know something. He's he's really it's it's more related to economics. And he, uh, his name is Keith Chen. Okay. And he posits this theory that he's studying. Where the language, the type of language that we speak, could could directly impact decisions that we make. Right. Right. And so his example is is that um, there are languages that are futured languages and languages Mm -hmm. that are non-futured languages. And and so English, for example, is a futured language. We say things like, "Tomorrow, I'm going to the store." Tomorrow, I will go to the store. Tomorrow, it's going to rain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's languages. So, Keith Chen is Chinese. And so, he uses Chinese as an example where it is not a futured language. So, they cannot, by the rules of Mandarin, right? They cannot say, I will go, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, they can't say, no, I take it back. What they can't say is like rained. Mm -hmm. Right. There's no differentiation between rain, raining, rained, right, going to rain, whatever. So instead of saying yesterday it rained, today it will rain and tomorrow or tomorrow it will rain and today it's raining or whatever, Mm
1: -hmm. they would
0: say yesterday it rained, today it rained, tomorrow it rained. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, And that's how they would express that and so which honestly is also fascinating in terms of when you think about how their accented english works because they yeah. just that is the structure of their language yeah it's non-futured and so 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 given all that right the theory is and he did like this massive study where he he took he like he just scoured the the world and basically found like two families all things being identical right Age, race, religion—all of those non-factors—they're mm-hmm. all identical. Uh, yep. Number of children, where they live, so, you know, economic station, whatever. The only difference being, like, two—you know, two con- two families of all identical, you know, stats live in Belgium, and one speaks, you know, Finnish, and one speaks French, or, or mm-hmm. whatever the situation, right? Yep. And what they found. On that level, that granular level, as well as country as a whole, right? Countries and people who speak non-futured languages can sa- save more money, right? They also smoke less. They have less obesity. All these things because their language affects their decision-making in the sense that we, right, as Americans, well, we say, I have, you have $20 today. Right. Right. Well, tomorrow, who knows when X, Y, or Z might happen. So let me just spend this money now because I yeah. have it now. Whereas, or, you know, you smoke now because it is instant gratification for a delayed consequence. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's then, right. I can smoke now because as long as I that that would happen to me, you know, decades from now, if ever I have time yes. to change it. But in non future languages, those things exist in the present. It's all simultaneous, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. therefore I save now because the future is now. I don't yeah. smoke now because it could affect me now, right? Yeah. Like things I mean that's that's if you can believe it or not, it's an oversimplification yeah, yeah, yeah. of this concept, but it is a scientific theory. And yeah. and that it, when you think about it through the lens of this movie makes a total sense especially, right? He uses Chinese. I mean, he uses Mandarin as mm-hmm. as as an example because it's the language he grew up in. But correct me if I'm wrong. But Mandarin is not a, a written word language, right? It is a uh, right. It's pictograms. It's uh mm-hmm. you know. It's icon whatever. Like iconography. Yeah. Icon- yeah. Right. Is,
1: is that is that the right? Yeah. I don't I know. think so. Right. Well, We're see, not scholars. Even in the movie, it talks about uh, when they're translating, uh, they they were using mahjong tiles to communicate with the aliens because it's a symbol. It's a a picture-based language, the way that the aliens are. They have this symbol-based language. But
0: what that's great in the movie, dude. there's so much to unpack in this movie, but she says that's a bad thing because using a game automatically implies an adversarial relationship. Yep. And so, you know, if and she makes the statement of like if all I give you is a hammer, then everything's a nail. Right?
1: Everything's a nail. And
0: so and again I was gonna save it for the end, but that is that's where the rewatchability comes in. There is yeah. not a wasted line. There's yeah. there's a passing line, and I remember looking it up. There's a passing line when Jeremy Renner is talking to another scientist from another country, and he's just like, "Yeah, when we try to show them algebra, they don't get it. But if we just show them, you know, more complex things, they're totally on board." And I'm like, Alge- "Like, why is that a throwaway line?" And then I start thinking about. it. I was like, "Well, maybe because algebra is more linear, right? Like, you kind of solve mm-hmm. it left to right. Well, I guess you do parentheses first and then left yeah, to right." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then, but then there's a whole theory I read about where like binary was actually developed before algebra, and that would make more sense for a multi. Anyways, it doesn't. We're not going to get into all that. <laughs> but, but but what I'm saying is is like there's so much there. Like yeah. nothing is wasted. So, but yes, and that's what's brilliant is because the aliens, they don't and they make a point to say these are not letters. These are oh, not. Yeah. This is not written language like we know it. They are symbols that convey meaning. That's how Mandarin works and Cantonese works and all these other languages work because it's an image that conveys meaning, a symbol that conveys meaning. And so you can see real world thought put into this. And suddenly, right, sure, it's crazy to think of aliens, but it's not so crazy anymore to think that the way you use language could very much impact the way you think about your past, present, and future and yeah. time. Right? Yep. And, and yep. so, anyways, if you're at all interested in that, I highly recommend go to the TED Talk website and look up Keith Chang. It's on YouTube, it, it's all over the place. You can watch it for free. It's a fascinating exploration. And definitely when when listened to and, and absorbed through the lens of having seen this movie, <laughs> yeah, because sure. suddenly it's not so crazy. Yeah. So
1: it's
0: not anyways. At all. Huge shout out to Joe for that. That was uh, that was awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome. Okay, great Tim, take <laughs> us there, man.
1: Yeah. So the final element, and again, I think this might even be as surprising as as the time hopping, mm. but the family drama in this is uh, stunning, painful it's sort of why at the top I asked you, I was like, wait, did you, you had had Gabriel at this point? Not that, that and I didn't have anything. super
0: bad anxiety yet, but I can tell you these watches this week <laughs> were hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so as we said, we think we're watching this linear, you know, as a, uh, a linear timeline. We think her daughter is dead prior to the, the events of this movie, but we find out that that's not the case. She right. gets married and has this kid afterwards. With this full knowledge that her daughter will be born and her daughter will live and die at a very young age.
0: And that her husband will find out, get pissed and, off, and leave her. And leave her. And she will be completely alone.
1: So as you said at the top, knowing what you know about your life or can see about how your life unfolds, mm. Mm. are you making the same decisions? Are you locking those decisions in place? And that's what we find out that— that. That Ian got mad about. He goes, Well, how could you do this? How could you make he says, this decision? You
0: made the wrong choice.
1: You made the wrong choice, knowing full well. But how do you balance that out, right? You know, you you she let's say she lives to be 15. Those 15 wonderful years, are you able to write that off? You had some of the greatest moments of your life. And can you say to save you from that heartache. I'm not going to I'm not going to have this child, but then don't you still have that heartache because you have the memory?
0: You know what that, could have been? You what
1: yeah, you know what could have
0: been? And more than can, that, Tim, yeah. would you Ugh. rob Hannah right of of the right to exist and now and i don't that mean that work? that could take us even work right Is this
1: time hopping i don't know right right
0: right and so and that 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 could take us to a lot of places yeah. um and i think it's brilliant the movie doesn't try to dive too far yeah. into that i don't think the book does either but but the idea right of like you know she yeah it, it's awful and it's painful for everybody her and Hannah in particular, she's the one who's going to yeah. die of this horrific, what we assume is cancer, right? Yeah. All the signs point. We're feeling lymph nodes. She goes bald. Trust me, I've I've web yes. MDed enough yeah. of my own issues. A
1: very rare, a very <laughs> rare form of cancer,
0: right? And so I I think for me too, you have to think about would we rob Hannah of of her 15 years of existence, the impact that she would have on the people around her, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, just to save yourself pain. Yes. And to save her pain as well. I'm not arguing one way or the other. I'm just positing the question this film posits. And yeah. that is, and that's what makes it so good because in the end, knowing what you know, do you do the same thing? Or do I you not? I see this,
1: it, this, this is kind of a, a weird analogy, but I see this all the time in in sports, right? Yep, this is weird. the The team, bear with me. The team. <laughs> ties it up late right last second goal or you know bottom of the ninth to tie the game up and maybe it goes a couple of extra innings or a couple of overtimes you know maybe maybe it's the playoffs nhl playoffs and we're we're playing full overtimes and you know your team tied it up late with a a minute to go or a couple seconds to go and now you're into a third or fourth overtime and you know it's a third overtime it's two o'clock in the morning and your team loses Mm. and you see people on Twitter go, "Well, I, I wish they had just never tied it up. I wish it would just ended, at, you know, in regulation, and I didn't have to watch these four extra twenty minute periods just for them to lose again." Right. But then you didn't have that ride. You didn't have that excitement, right? And what would you have rather had? You know, you you didn't get that extra adrenaline or this experience. And yeah, the end result is not what you wanted but did you not want to have the experience at all right that's the question you have to ask yourself like and that is exactly what this movie is asking do you not want this experience at all because of the end result
0: it what's amazing about this movie is that this is the movie you've been watching the whole time yep and you've never known it and yep. that is and and when it springs this on you and all of a sudden it's it's that two-fold thing, right? Suddenly, it's something that it never was, but yet at the same time, what it's been the whole time. Yes. And, and that is like, I mean, the, you said it earlier, the jaw-dropping effect this movie has, and then the amazing realization upon a second watch that it doesn't dilute any of it. It uh-huh. is just as great. In the end. So I mean I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna put you on the spot. You feel yeah. free to do the same to me. Tim, yep. do you do you do it knowing what you know? Uh,
1: I think overall the answer is Yes i think i change little things about my life right and and louise asks ian this when she at the end of the movie when she knows this right she she asks him and he's like oh i might change you know how i reacted to this or something like that i think those are the things i would go with because whenever i've played this game like oh knowing what you know now like would you go back and change this like you know you know I'm happy with my life. You're happy with your life, right? If you go back and start butterflying <laughs> affecting your life, how are you going to ensure that you end up in the same spot with the same experience? Can't, you you, yeah. you don't know what has impacted you in a way. Now, I think we've talked about this before, and this is a little morbid, but um, Carissa's sister was inspired by 9-11 to go into government law enforcement. Mm-hmm. if she doesn't get that inspiration she never moves to the east coast carissa never comes out and lives with her we probably never meet carissa never comes from california right you, you try trace that stuff back if you know all that do you do you prevent? stop 9-11 <laughs> but then still try and end up with me, you know, you know what I mean. Like, what what is the what is the effect on that? What 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 changes? What broadly other things change? You know, is there a butterfly effect to this? I, I I don't I don't know. I you know I I to save yourself from that heartache. And again, we don't know. Does she still have that heartache because now she never has the kid, but she has the memories of it. I, I, the, the things that maybe I would change is you know, maybe trying to get Ian to learn the language more, to open his mind to it. Mm. You know, why is she the only one that has this, right? He was just as much a part of it as she was. Why doesn't he get the gift, the method? You know, why doesn't he understand this and see, and then have that experience with her? I, I don't think she made the wrong decision in having the kid but she may have made the wrong decision in keeping it from him because he experienced most of this with her
0: yeah that's interesting so i think for me un, i mean without hesitation i I do it and and that i mean that opens you up to a whole lot of a lot of stuff but i think you know for me it is it's a question of we, we see this in about time Mm-hmm. I love that movie too. Another time hopping movie where he yep. tries to change things, and then he we see that play out. Right, yeah. he goes back too far, changes too much to save his sister. In saving his sister, it costs him a kid. Suddenly, yep. instead of like the little girl, he's got a, a weird little boy that he doesn't right. know, right. and so he's got to go back and let his sister have her downfall so that he can have his kid, and, yep. and that poses that same question one of the lines in that movie that have always resonated with me and i'm talking about about time and i know that's not what we're talking about this episode but it's it's when bill nye's character his father tells him live every day twice first time just go through the motions second time go back knowing what you know and experience the little things and then stop going back and just live every day like the second time yep and like live every day like you've been there before." And and so I think that's the thing I would change. And we see that play out in Louise's character, right? We see moments where Amy Adams is out there playing with her little girl. Oh, the tickle guns are coming. And like, as a parent, it's hard, man. Yeah. I struggle every day to find even uh, an ounce of energy to interact with my kids. It is too easy to sit them in front of the TV or 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 just distract them so that I can just deal with me for a second. But if you knew, if you knew that all you got was 10 years, 12 years, 20 years, how how differently would I, you experience I, those 20 years?
1: I am six months in, all of which have been in quarantine, you know, or in, in lockdown, no, working from home. I have been with her almost 24-7 yes. <laughs> since the day she was born. Um just moved her out of our bedroom into her own nursery to sleep. This this child hasn't been away from me since the moment she was conceived, right? Like, mm-hmm. for more than maybe a couple of hours or a day that you and I have worked together. We've been together almost every hour of her life. And I still feel that. That, that like, things have happened so quickly. She's, you know, a six-month-old now, and she's changed so much. And I'm already having those like, oh, I miss when you were like little, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right. And it's only going to get worse. So absolutely to, to slow that down already <laughs> and to appreciate those little things when we're trying to work from home and we're tired and trying to keep the house in order and trying to survive <laughs> these crazy worlds that make UFO news, you know, back page stories. <laughs> absolutely. I'm totally already feeling that we've skipped over a bunch of stuff, right? Because of that.
0: Right. So imagine if you knew all you got. Yeah. I mean, I would... And and if anything, like, I think that's maybe part of why this movie has impacted me so much right yeah. now, too, is because yeah. I have been around these kids, you know, every day, every minute, and it is hard. And, yeah. and I take them for... Without question, these past... 15, 16, whatever months, I have fully taken my kids and my relationship with them for granted. And watching this movie totally threw that on its head. And, Mm -hmm. you know, today my wife wasn't feeling well. And so I had to balance work and the kids and all kinds of stuff. And I just, honestly, watching this movie, I was like, just be present. Just enjoy it as if, they're gone tomorrow or I'm gone tomorrow. And yep. and so in a weird way, this movie changed the way I perceive time. Yep. <laughs> and and yep. that is why this movie is amazing. This yep. movie is, is scientifically uh, just this brain scratcher in the best possible way. Every minute gives a new puzzle, a new piece that you could dive as deep down that rabbit hole as you want to go. Because yep. trust me, I did a little bit of that. There's a million articles for every, I told you from the algebra thing to yep. the to the relativity of language and all this other kind of stuff, it's all in there. And if that's your jam, there it is. The twists, the right. turns, the music.
1: So bring it on home.
0: Right, so it is, all of it is so relatable in a weird, crazy way. It yep. is beautifully tense and terrifying, but yep. yet empowering and and, thr- and the fact that it's all about communication and yep. a conversation and is wild. Yep. Um, uh, visually, stunning. The rewatchability, incredible. This movie is gorgeous in every way a movie is supposed to be, and then you throw in, all of a sudden, the way it makes you think and feel yep. about yep. life and family, relationships, is astronomically insane uh-huh. in in the best best way. This movie is gorgeous in every single way. Yes, it falls short in a few of the things, right? If you're yep. going to get critical and nitpicky, the whole scene with the with General Shang zero sense. It makes no yeah. sense, right? Yep. But you it, not only do you do you put those things aside it's automatic because yeah. in the grand painting, you don't even see that one wayward stroke because right. it it is totally hidden by the tapestry of this movie.
1: So what do you give it? I'm I, really excited.
0: Without question, hesitation, yep. or thought, I give it a 9 out of 10.
1: Absolutely. I was going exactly there with it. I'm so happy. Uh, yep. Yeah. I, I, I think... you gotta just nothing's perfect right (laughs) so yeah it it gets a
0: knock it gets a knock for that scene but it gets so many bonus points for everything else
1: yeah i mean for everything you said i i I, again just utterly surprised at what this movie ends up being it is a different alien movie it is refreshing alien movie it is not you know it is not close encounters or whatever what was the one we watched uh the, with owls, uh, the, uh,
0: dark the sky. For, oh, the, the fourth, fourth kind.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Know? It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not cheap folklore, crypto zoology, you know, alien tabloid stuff. It's not,
0: it's a, also not pretending to be real yet. It is very grounded in it's reality. It's much more
1: real than that movie ever could have hoped to have been. Isn't that amazing? Because this is so plausible and so possible. And it's, it, none of it really feels outlandish. Like I, this is just how I see it playing out. But then you add those other elements in there. And again, the expansion on those ideas that were in the story are perfect. It's padded out in a beautiful way that it doesn't make it cumbersome. It's still, all about the family drama, which is central to the written story, and all of these other things pad it out. And, and you don't find yourself asking many questions beyond that time hopping scene. You are just going with it. And that is the speed of the movie, too, just as much as anything else. You are on this ride, you are moving at a quick pace, you have a job to do, and you feel that urgency over these months that you're watching, you know, this action unfold it is uh, watching it again this morning I just enjoy it so 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 very much and for and no
0: other reason too you start the movie you start the movie at 12 o'clock and you think you're going down this path and going going and then suddenly you realize that now you just ended up back up like it's a beautiful circle of storytelling yeah. and yep. it is
1: oh my god and there there are it stays so with many- you. Yeah, there's so many other things that we could poke into about this and other little elements that I'd love to pull into, but I think we've already yeah you know, – we're at an hour 22 almost, depending on what gets cut here, um, and it's fine. But I just – watch this movie. Just do it. Please. It is exactly why we're recommending it. This is – in, in, in if you're looking for something that doesn't feel long an hour and 56 that moves so quick given
0: it moves much faster this than movie, this episode
1: it's almost <laughs> exactly um uh, it's so much fun i just you're going to be so happy and so surprised if 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 you hate it uh, i don't
0: then this ain't the podcast for you.
1: <laughs> <Not> just, <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it. it uh, I'm so happy we covered this movie. I It will stick with me. Um And I'm sure, 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 um, I will be revisiting it again.
0: Look, all the times we've seen it, and as much as we've talked about it, and as much research as I've done about it, I would watch it again tonight. If yeah. someone came over and was like, I just heard your episode. I've never seen it. Let's throw that on. I would do it without a second hesitation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It is that it's so so good. Hands down in my top 10, if not in yes. my top 5. I couldn't recommend it more. This was a blast. This is why we do this show. Yep. I loved this movie. Um so with all that uh as always let us know what you think watch this Mm -hmm. listen to this tell us what you think what i would love to hear are maybe some theories as to how that general shang scene works uh so if you have thoughts about that change change like it maybe we're missing something
1: we pulled joseph in on that we we're all kind of on the same page
0: we'll totally have that debate
1: yeah clue us into something else what are we missing i would love to hear some some other takes because I I I I would love to be wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would <laughs> I would, I would, love, I would love, to. love to just erase that little black mark and then yep. that, I mean this would be a ten. Um, yeah. Yeah. so so yeah, you know, hit us up about that movies that are like this that we've never we think this is this like standalone thing and you know eight other movies that are just as good if not better. Hit us up yep. with that. We'd love to watch it. We're always looking for rec you know recommendations, requests, the whole nine. We want to just have that dialogue with you. So let's have that talk. Uh, Instagram at pausereviews. Shoot us a DM. Comment on the post. All that kind of stuff. We'd love to talk about it. Um, We can talk about it on future episodes. We can talk about it right there on Instagram. Whatever. Um, You can hit us up on... You could hit us up on Facebook. We don't check that as much. uh, But that's at pausereviews. You can hit us up on email. PauseReviews at gmail.com. And of course through the website, pausereviews.com hosted by Podbean where you can hear every single episode available there to stream or download as well as anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcast. I've had people I've told this about. They use all kinds of weird podcast apps and stuff I've never heard of. They look it up, boom, we're there. I haven't Beautiful. put us there. I don't know how we're there, but there we are. So uh, you can literally listen to it anywhere. Um, awesome. Uh, that's it for me, man. Yeah, I think I might go yeah. watch it
1: again. Why not? <laughs> uh, what are we? What are we doing next? Rewind?
0: Yeah, next. Next will be a rewind. What we'll kind of? We'll figure that out as we go. That's the beauty yeah. of the rewinds. You guys tune in and see what we watched and see what we think. I've got some yeah. ideas. We'll talk about yeah.
1: it. Yeah, I've got some stuff. Uh, some stuff's been queued up. Working through some stuff. I haven't talked to you about some some of it. I gotta I gotta get you on that train. Ooh, um, but uh, yeah.
0: So. I will say we what we do need one one little bit of housekeeping is um unfortunately some of you may know some of you may not um Alyssa's grandfather passed away mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. And um, you know he's getting the full the full honors. He was a retired army, um, and that's happening later in July. And we will be attending that service. That may or may not impact our episodes. Yeah. Um, so you know, we'll figure that out. Uh, worst case, we may have to take a break that week. Otherwise, um, you know, Tim and I will sort something out and get get some content posted for you guys. But uh, but I will keep you posted on that as I know more. Um, yep. But just a heads up that that is kind of coming up, and we'll have to navigate that. Um, but other than that, that wraps us up for this week. And yeah. as always, I'm your boy Frank. And this is Tim, and we will see you next week for another amazing episode of the pause reviews podcast until then friends see ya peace